Hey there, and welcome to our East Coast Church podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church and who we are, head to our website, eastcoast.org.au. From wherever you are listening right now, we hope that the content in this podcast blesses you. Well, welcome to uh, our podcast. We are so excited to have this couple with us today, Kevin and Marilyn Brett, um, who many people know very well. They're, they're actually loved across many different groups as well. I constantly meet people who know you from different walks of life. Um, 46 Six years, years of ministry year? yeah. or marriage, marriage and, and ministry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, I can't even go through the list of things that you guys have done because it's incredible. You've led churches. Um, you have done lots of different leadership for other people as mm-hmm. well. Uh, Marilyn, you were the principal of Hillsong College for how many years? Yeah, the Hills campus Yeah, for nine years and the city campus for one year, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And then the most recent, recently you've just handed over the leadership in the last two years yes. of yeah. your Church in the Blue Mountains. City Church in the yeah. Blue Mountains, yes. Yeah, to Ben. Ben and Amy. Yes. Yes, Satlar, that's Sattler. right, that had left me. Yeah, who we love them. And that's yeah. been a wonderful transition to yeah. watch. It's really good. They're doing a great job too. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. exciting. And you, Fantastic. both between you, have this really, it shows that you have a trail of people behind you that you have raised up uh, and released into mm. their calling. And you have this ability to... Uh, so into people's lives and just draw out the God-given potential. Mm. I can just see that through the people that I've met. And for me, Marilyn has been coaching me since when the transition was just on mm-hmm. the cards. I remember that's Pastor right. Bron like teeing it up and mm. that's been an incredible journey for me. Good. And yeah. it's sown in just from not just leadership, but I love the way that even it can be anything that's been an issue and you have this incredible calming way of just bringing in the truth of God uh, and speaking wisdom into my life. And the one thing I'll never forget that you said, and I think you both live this really well, is about working from rest. And mm. right before we transitioned, mm. the church, the, sort, the stress and the pressure mm. of coming in and leading a church with Felix and I brand new. And I remember you saying to me, got a word for you, it's work from rest. And it was mm-hmm. almost like a load had fell off my shoulders right. in that. So I'd yeah. love for, for you guys to just uh, talk to me about that and mm-hmm. how what's that journey been like for you to learn how to work mm-hmm. from rest? I think it's probably a misunderstood phrase, work from rest. It seems like a paradox or mm. a, um, an oxymoron or something like that. Because it doesn't mean that we do nothing. Mm. Mm. It doesn't mean that we lie around and sleep all day. <laughs> Work from rest. Uh, I think I mentioned to you before, it's, it's like being able to operate in your gifts and talents and in your strengths, um, but having plenty of rest at the same time. So it's without striving. Mm. It's to do with um, believing who God says you are and mm. and living from that, you know, and, uh, and not trying to impress God or anyone. Being free, I guess, to be controlled by the Holy Spirit rather than be controlled by people's opinions and mm. uh, their, their expectations of you. I mm. think that's, that's a big deal mm. for a lot of people, that uh, they, they feel that... They must do this. Like I remember um, 
when we first went to the church in the mountains, something that was often said to us was, I have to go to church tonight. Mm. And I would challenge that by saying, excuse me, you have to? You know, <laughs> that mm. sounds like a struggle to me. <laughs> mm. Mm. You know, and uh, there wasn't this sense for some people of, um, I can't wait to get to church or, or I get to go to church. Yeah. Which is a completely different paradigm than I have to go. Mm. You know, one, one, I have to go comes from a kind of a legalistic Mm. I have to impress someone point mm. of view, whereas I get to go comes from a, an attitude of gratitude or, mm. oh, you know, how amazing we get to do this, mm. you know. And I think that's how we're supposed to live our lives, especially as Christians. We should be the most awe, awestruck, um, excited people on the planet because mm. of, of who, who we are and because of whose we are. Mm. That's right. And, and I think, I think you said that to your church. Is, <laughs> Didn't you say you don't have to come? Did you yeah, say did. that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I did say that because when you know, they were saying, we have to, we have to, we have to. And I mm. say, well, you don't have to. We don't read our Bible and pray because we have to. Mm. We do it because we love Jesus. Yeah. And it just yeah. it turns it on its head because it, it takes away all the pressure of performance. Mm. Right? And it come, brings it back to relationship. Because it's all about our relationship with God. Mm. And if we do it out of our love for him, then you want. If you love someone, you want to be with them. Yeah. You, know, you love your wife, you want to be with them. Yeah. You love your kids. But loving Jesus means that you want to spend time. You want to read the Bible. You want to pray. So it takes all the pressure off. And, and I remember when I said it, people were shocked, gasping. Like, <laughs> what? Mm. And, and, of course, some people would say, well, didn't people leave the church? Did they not come? Mm. As, no, the, the opposite's true. Because I think freedom brings release. People, yeah. Yeah. And it releases people to be free to follow their hearts. Yeah. And they want to be in the church. And they want to yeah. be in the house. And they want to be around. And they want to be with people. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's a releasing thing. Mm. It just releases us. Yeah, I think there's a lot of misconceptions that, you know, we need to somehow work hard to please God. Mm. Uh, again, that comes from a legalistic mindset. Mm. And uh, I think when you can teach people that you're already fully accepted by God and you already have all of God's yeah. approval, you don't need to impress God. The only thing that pleases God is faith. Yeah. yeah. And so we have to get our, our believing right. You know, if, mm. you're, if you're believing the wrong thing about God and you have a, a faulty concept of God... Mm. Uh, therefore, you probably have a faulty concept of who you are as well and, and what God expects of you. Mm. you know? I know for a lot of years I believed that, you know, to please God, I had to keep the rules, you know. Mm. As long as I kept the Ten Commandments, mm. <laughs> of course, I did really well at that. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then God would sort of, you know, <laughs> you're all right. Mm. And, uh, but it's, it's a, I later discovered it's all about a relationship with God. It's a relationship with Jesus and mm. uh, not about what I do, but it's all about what he's done for me. Mm. You know? mm. And that's what we rest in, that we rest in what Jesus did on the cross. When he said mm. it's finished, mm. it meant that all my struggles to be whatever I thought God wanted me to be or what people thought I should be, that was all finished. It was mm. all done with. The struggle was over and uh, that I could just enter into a relationship with God without any strings. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when you do, when you do rest in that, mm. your whole life becomes simpler. Mm. Mm. Like all the pressures, I think you sleep better, 
you live better, you eat better, you're a car, you have a calming influ- influence on others mm. because you're living out of your own understanding of who God is. Mm. And when it comes to the context of the church, Jesus said he would build his church. Mm. So we're not, we're working with him yeah. mm. in the giftings that he's given to us to add to and work with and work from. So when you understand that, I think it mm. totally transforms and it brings a freedom to a church that, because, you know, I think things will grow because you've got a clear understanding of who you are. Mm. And I always have this saying, you know, have a clear definition of the term calling and what that means in your life. So at some point in my life as a teenager, I felt a call to be a pastor, to be a church leader. Mm. And I kind of, I have to say I was reluctant to be it because my concept of, you know, was not probably a great concept from what I saw in the past. Mm. But when you just understand God's, that definition of that calling is that God's called me to do this. He's going to equip me to do it. And he's going to give us the ability and the strength to do what we need to do and guide us through it. Yeah. So it takes all the pressure off us. Yeah. and, And just say, God... You build the church. Yes. We'll work with you. We'll, we'll be co-laborers with you. And the Holy Spirit just works, brings it about. Yeah. That's right. Because sometimes we think, oh, church is our idea that we're trying to, yeah. you know, yeah. push. Then you realize, no, yeah. God, this is your church. You yeah. want it to grow more Absolutely. than we do. You exactly. love people Absolutely. more than we do. So yeah. you're going to partner with us. You're not yeah. going to hang us out to dry. Yeah. Um, and it is, it's incredibly freeing. Yeah. And sometimes you, it's a constant reminder of returning to that, especially mm. leading a church. It's yeah. really easy to pick it back up and think, oh, we're building the church. No, right. God's building his church yes. and we yeah. partner with him. Yeah, yeah. that's which right. Is, yeah. 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 The thing is, if we think that we're building the church mm. or that we're, it depends on us and on our work and our struggle and all our effort, mm. then we take all the glory for, for mm. the results, right? Yeah. Mm. And uh, it's interesting that God says, I will not share my glory mm. with another. Mm. And so if, if, God do, if God wants to do all the work, yeah. <laughs> then he gets all the glory. That's right. <laughs> it takes the pressure off us. Yeah, it does, completely. <laughs> you know, so... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what um, I'm curious from my own curiosity uh, is there a common theme that you find when you're discipling people um, or coaching people that you think oh this they don't know but because you're talking with lots of different leaders sure. and pastors are oh, there's a common theme that that people or is it diverse you know I think I think it's it's, it's definitely diverse mm. but I think there's a lot of there's a lot of self-doubt mm. people have a lot of doubt about that's why I talked just a moment ago about the definition of the term calling because you've got to know God put you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you know God put you there, it gives you confidence and it gives you security mm-hmm. that you're doing what God has asked you to do. Right. And when we do, when we swim in our lane or mm-hmm. run an hour on the track in our lane, God's going to equip us and help us to do so. I guess when we're discipling one-on-one, you know, you're listening, you're picking up mm. on, uh, you know, because people out of the abundance of the, ha- the, the, the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. So as you listen long enough, people reveal 
what's inside what's of really them in their and heart. what's really in their heart. Yeah. And you can you can sense what's stopping them, the mm. blockages. And it's trying to help people navigate through that to bring them to a point where they really understand that God's called them. Don't second guess mm. yourself. <clears throat> Trust you can't build on another pulsar. You can't build on another man's foundation. Mm. So what's God saying to you mm-hmm. and what you're called to do? Yeah. And don't be looking over your shoulder to see what the other person... We can learn from each other, mm. absolutely. Mm. But at the end of the day, you've got to do what God's put in your heart to do mm. yeah. and trust that. You've got to trust what the Holy Spirit says to you. Yeah. And I think when it comes to helping leaders find themselves, it's just... It's been a good listener mm. and uh, and taking the time to process with them what they need to change. And, it, you know, it doesn't happen fast. <laughs> you know, we're, most of us are slow to get it right. Mm. But if we can just listen to the Holy Spirit and, and ask him to guide us, we can make those adjustments. Yeah, that's in our lives. Mm. And that's yeah. such a journey, isn't it? Like right. you know, it for your journey. own journey that you we pick up things slowly sometimes. <laughs> or God's saying the same thing <laughs> to us. You think, Oh, this yeah, is yeah. the third time this has come up. Yeah. Um yeah. a good friend a good friend of ours, Mark Zare, Pastor Mark and Rod Zare. Mm. Mark always used to say, oh, slow and steady wins the race. Mm. And it's true, you know, like it's this is not a ma- it's, this is not a sprint, it's a marathon. Yeah. And it and it's a slow journey of just one step in front of the other, but make sure that where you put your foot is stable, mm. solid, built on Christ, yeah. and you've, you've made good decisions, you've made good choices, and you're building on what you've learned and you're going forward. Mm. And, and, and so it is slow and steady. Slow and steady, you're right, Mark, slow and steady does win the race. Yeah. That's yeah. what we need to learn to be, patient. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you guys have seen lots of different seasons, which gives sure. you this, I I think, an ability to speak into trusting God sure. in the you know in those changing <laughs> seasons. You don't know what's happening. That's right, <laughs> and and even knowing, yeah. I guess, a sense of calling, even when the sure. landscape changes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And that that knowing of the acceptance in God. Sure. Mm. not in the role that you have if you've had lots yeah. of different changing sure. roles. Yeah. And how could you speak into that for people who maybe feel stuck or they just have this one idea of what, you know, where yeah. they are with God mm. now and how you can yeah. have it no yeah. matter what the context? Yeah. I think sometimes you've got to stop, Lou, and just look at where you're at, get perspective. I remember a friend of mine saying once, you know, it's the hand principle. You pull your hand in and you, you can't see your take your hand back Mm. and you see your whole hand and you get a better perspective of where you're at. And sometimes we've got to stop and say to ourselves, why are we not seeing change? Mm. Why are we not seeing breakthrough? And sometimes we just got to say, Lord, help me. What adjustments do we need to make to bring about the change and not be afraid to reflect, not be afraid to stop and think and process and, Someone said, smell the flowers and mm. just enjoy the journey and just let God speak into your life. And sometimes we have to have those moments in the desert where, and they're tough times. Who, no one wants to be in the desert. No. But I think I've learned most mm. in tough times. Yeah, of Dry times, difficult times, haven't we? Yeah. When we've been in those desert places and you think, oh, my goodness. And then you look back and you think, wow, God used that to turn, to adjust my thinking 
to renew my mind, to get a fresher understanding of who he is yeah. and just get our eyes back on where we need to be. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I think sometimes too many Christians, <laughs> people in general, uh, we get our identity from what we do. Mm. And if you're no longer doing that specific thing, then it's like, who am I? That's the mm. danger, isn't it? Mm. So who am I now? So our identity has got to be firmly fixed in Jesus mm. because he doesn't change. Mm. And uh, he, he will always accept you and you're always secure in him and you're always significant in him mm. because what we are in him is simply a branch yeah. <laughs> that's connected yeah. to the vine, which is mm. him. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, as long as we just reckon that we are a branch and until the day we die, we'll be a branch. Mm. And branches don't produce anything, actually. They just rest. Mm. <laughs> they just yeah. hang in there. They bear fruit. Branches bear fruit, but they yeah. don't produce fruit. There's nothing in me that can produce anything of eternal value mm. yeah. but if I'm connected to Jesus then I'll bear the fruit that he he produces yeah. which is of course the fruit of the spirit is not the fruit of Marilyn yes. uh, <laughs> love, joy, peace, patience mm. <laughs> kindness and so on and uh, yeah and the fruit is not for us, it's for others mm. yeah. so it's recognising that too that, that everything about our lives has to be about something bigger than ourselves and mm. for others, you know, and allowing God to use us. I, th I think, um, you know, that whole resting while you're in that mm. change of season and having to reinvent yourself. Uh, I was thinking about the Apostle Paul who, you know, all his life was a, a strong, you know, doer. Mm. Um, in fact, I'll go and fix these Christians and so on. And, and for him to be able to say... Um, I now boast in my weakness. Mm. You know, there's mm. a man that was used to do, 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 doing and mm. achieving so much in his life. And yet at the end, well, when he was writing to the Philippians, wasn't it? He said, I count it all as dung. You know, yeah. it's, it's just rubbish compared to the ability to know Jesus mm. and to have this amazing relationship with Christ mm. and to be able to say, I actually have weaknesses, and it's when yeah. I acknowledge my weakness to God, I can then rely sure. on his strength. You know, his strength then makes sense. Yeah. You know, God's strength makes sense when I acknowledge that my only qualification to yeah. come to Christ in the first place is my weakness, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think there's too many of us who are just claiming to be, sure. oh, I'm strong, I'm strong, and that's hmm. a big downfall, you know, yeah. so... And there's no rest in that. Yeah. yeah. And you know when God asks you to lay something down, mm. you know, when you lay that down in obedience, mm. our experience has always been he's always opened up a bigger world. Mm. What's yeah. ahead is always better than what's been behind. So yeah. you're in that position and That's you true. feel like I've hit a brick wall or whatever, mm. and you just feel like God just says, lay that down, lay that down. And then God always opens up a bigger world, opens up bigger opportunity. Mm. So yeah. it's... It, you know, leadership's risky, it's challenging, it's not easy. Yeah. You know, being, I think, pastoring a church, building a ministry, it's not easy. Yeah. It's not for the faint-hearted. However, when you know you're called mm. and you know you're doing what you're meant to do, mm. then that gives you the strength to keep going. Right. But it's very much just being obedient. You know, obedience is not obedience unless it's immediate. So God mm. speaks and he expects us to mm -hmm. respond. Mm. 
and we follow through with what God shows us and it he opens up another whole area of yeah. oh wow this is amazing yeah who would have thought yeah. so even in this COVID-19 mm. you know it's, I think it's a time to push the reset button and open up a whole new world for the church right that's, for us your ministry yeah. your leadership yeah well, that's what I've found, mm. even reflecting over the year that, you know, you make your plan yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you're like 2020. Um, yeah. And yeah. I was joking because yeah. everyone's preaching in January 2020 vision, yes. the year right. of vision and no one saw coming, yes. which I just think is a little bit ironic. Um, yeah, yeah. But God knew. And if I could pick one so. or the other, the year I thought we were planning yeah. and what we've had, I would pick mm. this because it's mm. just caused everyone to reflect. Yes. Yeah. To just pull back. Never mm. have you ever had permission to yeah. look at your whole life. Right. You know, right. never have you ever had Sunday pause. You know, and yeah. all of those yeah. things to just yeah, like yeah. pull back and mm. to be with your family. And yeah. the fruit of that is is hopefully people pressing into God and yeah. recognizing, yeah. hey, maybe, and maybe at first you think it's it's crept up that you've put too much value mm. in what you're now doing or mm. what sure. we've been doing. But yeah. just as we, yeah. even worshipping on your own is a real sure. different thing, isn't yeah. it? it is. On a Sunday. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. It's so true. Yeah. It's so and I true. think these times will test what's really important and what lasts. Yeah. yeah. You know, what are we actually building? Mm. And sometimes it's good to stop and look and think, well, what is actually being built? What are we actually achieving? And what do we need to change and where do we need to put our focus that's going to, like you said before, Marilyn, it's about what are we producing. It's the fruit we're producing. Mm. That's the key. Jesus said you'll know them by the fruit they produce. And so that's what we want. We want to be producing fruit that remains yeah. and lasts the, last the distance. Yeah. yeah. Amen. So, oh, yeah, good so on you good. for following through on all that God has for you guys. Mm, thank you. East Coast Church. Yeah. Great, great, great things. Thank you. You guys are so encouraging. You know, it's a blessing to Felix and I to know you guys. And I think I'd love to close this podcast on Marilyn, if you could pray. And just Mm. we've touched on lots of things that maybe have surfaced for people, identity. Um, You be led to pray how you feel as we close out the session. Mm. Well, thank you, Heavenly Father, for your great love for us. Mm. Thank you. That you sent Jesus, mm. and thank you that you made a way, Jesus, for us to know the Father. Mm. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are living within us. Mm. Uh, thank you that uh, you never leave us, you never forsake mm. us. And and Father, we just pray that uh, for everyone who's listening, mm. that they'd be encouraged to develop a real intimate relationship mm. with you, mm. Lord. That they would recognize mm. that. You are in them forever, <laughs> mm. and uh, and that you're not going anywhere, and that that you just want us to abide in that beautiful presence that um, uh, strengthens us and uh, comforts us and leads us, guides us. Mm. Uh, thank, you, thank you, Jesus, that you are our shepherd, yeah. that you are our friend. Mm. And, and, Lord, that we can trust you uh, to take us and lead us in the right way, in the way that we should go. And uh, I pray that uh, mm. we would always have ears to hear what you are saying to us mm. and that we would develop that moment-by-moment relationship with you mm. where we're just at rest. It's a, it's a faith rest. We're resting in the faith 
um, that uh, you've put in our hearts, Lord, mm. that we can just stand on your word and we mm. can we can believe that you are who you say you are and that you can do what you say you can do. Yeah. And we can believe that we are who you say we are. And yes. so we thank you, Father, that we can find our identity in you and, uh, and that uh, you have great plans for each of us. Mm. We just want to walk with you, Father. And uh, we just pray your blessing on, on everyone who's listening mm. to this podcast. In mm. Jesus' name, amen. 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 Mm. Thank you so much, guys. You're Bless welcome. you. Thanks You're for having welcome. us. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on social media and follow this playlist to stay tuned on what's coming up.